Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from, people that I admire, and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're tuning in again this week. Oh, you are going to love the guest that I have joining us this week. She is going to add so much value and wisdom, um, not only to my my life, but I know to yours. It's just going to be such a great conversation. We're going to be talking about uh, counting the cost. And what I mean by that is if, if we are going to be women who fulfill everything that God has called us to do here uh, in the world, there's a cost that comes to that. And you know, oftentimes there's there's a cost of, of our agenda, our pride, the way we think that things should go and, and, you know, just those types of things. And so we're going to pull over and just park and talk about that uh, this week. And so welcome to the show, my friend, Ayanna Dixon. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're joining us from and all of the things that are going on in your life. You have a lot of moving pieces. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me, Pastor Susan. I really appreciate it. I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm married uh, to Methuselah E. Dixon. It's Methuselah, but he's from Liberia, so he pronounces it Methuselah Dixon. And we've been married for 14 years. We have three children, ages 13, 11, and 8. The oldest is our son, and we have a church called Agape Global Ministries. We're in West Charlotte. So if you're familiar with Charlotte, we're near the airport. And I also have a learning center called Kumon Madden Reading Center of Charlotte Mint Hill. It's a franchise where we, a global franchise, um, but we help students with math and reading skills. In okay. addition to having the podcast, the Circle 31 podcast as well. Yes, I was going to say, you're also a podcast host, and uh, I'm going to include that link uh, in the show notes. So listeners, make sure that you look at that because she has an amazing podcast that will really encourage you in the things that God has called you to do. She's had some fabulous guests on there, but I have to circle back to a couple of things. So first of all, what is the weather like out there? absolutely beautiful mm. about 70 degrees right now sunny and and you know charlotte is just north carolina is just a beautiful place to live you get a, the seasons you get each season is beautiful if you I mean, if you live in charlotte if you feel like going to the mountains you can if you feel like doing the beach 
It's a, just a drive away, big city. You know, it's, 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 and it's a wonderful place to raise a family as well. Mm, you know, I have a couple of friends that live out there and some of the pictures that they share on social media, I personally have never been there, but I live vicariously through their pictures. So it's yep. beautiful. It really is. It's yeah. nice and green. Yeah. 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 And I also just have to say kudos to you. You um, help young kids with, with math and math <laughs> has just never been my lane. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it just isn't. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that my husband, I think that he dreams about numbers. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's the guy that, you know, he's always thinking about spreadsheets and he's got all oh, the yeah. things, you know, and all of that. And I just like, I just can't take it. So um, God bless you and all of the math teachers out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we thank need you. you in the world <laughs> for people like me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, all right. So I want to ask you, you know, with all of the moving pieces that you have in your life, and, you know, I know that you really want to give your very best and steward those things really well. How do you avoid burnout? There, you must have some sort of boundaries that you've had to establish mm-hmm. in your life to be able to steward these things and to steward them well. That is a great question. I think it's something that I have learned over time and I'm still with God's grace learning to perfect. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, OJT on the job training, you know, God is like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, because my husband and I, my husband pastored before we met. So I was ordained at my local church in Herndon, Virginia. Shout out to Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Herndon. Um, That's where I was licensed and ordained under, at that time, um, Reverend Dr. James Graham. Um, So I was already prepared to be a ministry leader, but right on the, uh, right before I was ordained is when I met my future husband. So, you know, I was just prepared to just, you know, work right alongside him and then, you know, we were, you know, doing this, this young church. And then of course, when um, I got pregnant with our first son, now we're adding a child to the mix. So I think it was just as God was expanding my life and, and giving me a responsibility in different areas, learning how to steward as the responsibilities came. And I, I didn't always get it right. I really had to, you know, had to learn how to establish those boundaries and when it was okay for me to say no and what kinds of things was it okay for me to delegate because I don't have to do everything. Ooh. There are other people that actually might do these things better than me. Mm. So it was a matter of understanding that the people around me God was placing in ministry and in business eventually Um, as the Kumon Center opened, that those people were there put in place to fill those gaps and to do those things um, much better than I could in different areas. So it was also just the matter of identifying and continuing to ask God, which, which of these responsibilities are the ones you want me to handle and which ones are okay to delegate? Mm -hmm. Um, And just being sensitive to that and not having hurt feelings. If I didn't get to do something I thought I was going to be amazing at, and God was like, I didn't call you to do that. This is, you know, so just being open to the leading of God and just constantly having your heart open to, to be sensitive to what he's, what he's telling you to do, but definitely a learn as you go experience. 
Wow. There is so much in there. I mean, I feel like we could just do a whole separate episode just on everything you just unpacked here. And so I just want, I want to circle back to a couple of things because like I said, you, um, you shared so much depth right there, but there were a couple of things that just really stood out to me. And that one was, it was something that boundaries, something that you learned, you know, on the job training. I love that acronym. OJT. I love that. Love that. So you might want to take some notes, uh, listeners. (laughs) That was really good. And I do think that we learn it on the job. Don't we, we, we just, we kind of ebb and flow and we learn as, as we go. And, and I think that just that in and of itself can bring some freedom to us. It kind of takes some pressure off of our shoulders that we were never meant to carry in that I have to nail this and I got to perfect this when we're like learning, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a process and to give ourselves grace and to ask questions, right? I mean, let's ask questions. Let's, let's glean from other people that maybe are a little bit further ahead. And then uh, I also want to just really champion you uh, in, in the point that you made about delegating. Man, that is so huge, especially as a leader, to be able to you know, delegate uh, things to people that, that are around you. And you know, do you feel like that's something that came just like easy for you? Or were you or were you just, you know, more, more guarded, like, you know, in the beginning of your leadership, you felt like this was something I had to do. Definitely did not come naturally at all. The visual I have right now is just like God prying some things out of my like clawed hands, you know what I mean? Because I, you know, just the idea of, oh no, I have to do it. It has to be done this way. I want to make sure it's done a certain way, that kind of thing. And just really, asking God to help my mindset that guess what? Maybe that person that you're delegating to may have to also, you know, God may be raising them up newly as well, depending on what you're delegating. So having the patience and the humility to be like, it's okay. We're all learning just depending on what it is. Some, some areas, some people may be really gifted in, but God may be calling some people newly into an area and he still wants them to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, you know, that type of, of attitude of just saying, okay, God, I think for me, what it was, was that the, the, the direction that God was taking our family and taking me personally, I, I was just up against the wall. I had no other choice than to say, okay, God, I surrender it because it was just all becoming too much because I was trying to hold everything. So now we have the ministry that's young. Now we just had our first child and we're working to toward opening um, a learning center as well. All of those things happened early in our marriage. So I was at a point of, I'm at my limit. There's, there's nothing more that I can do. I don't feel like I'm managing my time well. And that's where the Lord would minister to me about, let's sit down and I want you to think about what are the things that I've called you to do and what are the things that I want you to delegate? Yeah. So I, I think that's that's how it how it really came about where I had no other choice. I, I couldn't move. Yeah. Because I just had, I was trying to do it all. Yeah, totally. I I totally resonate with that. It did not come easy for me either. And you know, it it's like this narrative that I had to ask the Lord to help me flip in my mind. Uh, you know, like you said, that mindset that 
you know, kind of feeling like, well, God, you have called me to this. And so it's up to me, you know, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, like a responsible person. Like I want to be responsible. I want to do this. Well, I want to honor you really well. And then I remember the Lord very clearly spoke to me and said, Susan, as a leader, I need you to help develop people, not just direct them. That's it. That's exactly it. And, you know, when he said that, and it was something that I needed to hear and I thought, wow, okay. So I can have, have the blessing and the honor of coming alongside people and helping to develop them. Oh, that is just such a blessing. And so just that narrative, you know, that just that flip that, okay, so I'm not just supposed to be directing people. I'm supposed to be helping to develop them too. I love that. Oh man. So good. All right. So I know that, you know, we talked about in the beginning uh, of the episode, just this, this whole idea of counting the cost and really kind of wanting to unpack that a little bit more. So when, you know, we're both leaders, both in ministry, been in those, those capacities for a long time. And so I am sure that you've had to count the cost uh, over, over the years. And so what does that look like for you? I think in many ways, it looks like perhaps post, postponing some things that I may have wanted to do right away or felt that needed to be done right away. Prioritizing, understanding what my first ministry is, that the first ministry is not Agape Global Ministries, actually, but it's my family. It's, it's my husband and children. And that is something that is constantly at the forefront. We're constantly trying to remind my husband and I, remind each other. Because you know, as a ministry leader, it is very easy to get caught up or, and drawn into. It can, it can, ministry leadership can overwhelm you if you allow it to. It can consume your entire calendar. If you allow it to, it can, it can rob you of rest and peace, you know, if you let it. So I think it's just a matter of saying, okay, first things first, my relationship with the Lord has to be solid. If, if I'm not maintaining that friendship with God and that, that, that uh, father daughter time and just the, the closeness and just everything I depend on him for relationally and emotionally and spiritually, that has to be at the center because if I start to stray away from that, everything will spiral. If there will be dryness, there will be confusion, there will be lack of focus. He is the center of everything. Um, so it's just a constant communication. And you know, I'm a I'm a very laid back, like informal kind of person. So my relationship with God is respectful. I respect God for who he is. But I don't, you know, I, wherever I am, I'm talking to him, you know, um, on, in the car, um, after I drop the kids off at school, um, on the way drive back or on my way to the Kumon Center before the kids come in. I'm just touching base with him throughout the day, much like I do with my husband. We touch base with each other. Hey, just check and say how your day's going. And I, that's, that's the kind of relationship I have. And I will say that I believe that is what makes it doable. It's just first having that priority and then also knowing I need to make sure my family is good. Um, but I think all that comes in with having good structure, being organized, um, having things in place so that there are some systems that, that work, you know, whether I'm there or not. And those are all things that kind of keep all of the wheels turning at the same time. 
Yeah, so good. You know, and as I'm listening to you, I can hear that you are making a connection between counting the cost and having solid boundaries in your life that they, they go together, that they go hand in hand, you know, that, that the boundaries are understanding that I do have a capacity. I have a ceiling to what I can do. And so sometimes, like you said, so well, you so effectively communicated that sometimes counting the cost is I can't participate in that because the boundaries that I need in my life to be able to steward these things just doesn't allow me to be able to do that. Do you feel like it's really beginning to better understand the good thing versus the God thing? Oh, that's a good question. Absolutely. There's so many good things to be a part of. So many good things to be a part of. And I think what, what it is, is being able to hear and understand where do I belong? Where does God want me right now? And, and, and even in that, knowing that, you know, we have, you know, seasons happen for us, things change. So in this season, this is what, what I have the capacity to do. This is where God has gifted and called me. But as things change, as the ministry grows, as our children get older, as, as the business continues to grow, um, the season will change and I'm changing. So that means I always have to be prepared when God says, okay, it's time for something different. It's something else I want you to do. And as you said, you know, getting other people prepared and, and walking alongside people to train them and prepare them to take over what you've been doing or to train them in whatever area God has called them to do. But definitely boundaries play a huge part um, of, of, of tapping into what you're supposed to be doing at that moment. Yeah, so good. And I know for myself that counting the cost in relation to boundaries, and this is what I can do. And this is, you know, what God has placed in my hands right now. Mm -hmm. I don't have the capacity to say yes to that incredible opportunity that, wow, I would love to be a part of that. I believe in what they're doing and I wholeheartedly support. Wow. That, I mean, that is an incredible opportunity. And yet counting the cost in, you know, even though Susan wants to do that, I know that the Lord is saying, I know that you really want to do that, but it's just not for you right now. It's not for you. So there is some counting the cost in that in. Okay. Uh, And so I think about, you know, just, it's like leading with open hands, you know, leading, carrying things loosely, if you will, instead of, you know, like this gripped hand and um, so that we can ebb and flow and we can let go of things when God is, you know, asking us to let go and move on to the next thing. And, but it's hard. It is hard. It doesn't just happen overnight. And, um, and especially if it's something that we have been involved in for, you know, a number of years, or maybe even something that we were, we were with in the infant stage, you know, the seedling stage of, of having to see things grow and and begin to flourish. And then the Lord moves us into something else. And so, yeah, that, that is just really being sensitive. Would you say to the spirits leading and, and just knowing, okay, I'm, I'm moving you forward now. 
Absolutely. And I mean, it definitely, I feel like it requires faith to do that and and just trusting God that, you know, Lord, what you allowed me to start, I trust you to where you're moving me to. And even though I'm not going to be playing the same role, there there are different ways that I can still support and cheer on whoever God has put in that, in the place that I used to hold, but really just being able to let go whenever you hear, you know, hear God say so and move into that new area does require faith, Lord, I trust you. Uh, wherever you're leading me now, I thank you for this season. It was amazing. And I look forward to whatever uh, this next season holds with this new assignment. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And um, so circling back again to, you know, when you were talking about how kind of painting this structure, if you will, you know, your relationship with the Lord is first and foremost, you know, your family is your greatest ministry. I love that. Love, love, love that. That is a huge takeaway right there. Mm. And so because we're human, we're in the world. Have you ever found yourself maybe getting those, those lines kind of blurred and how, and if so, Mm. how do you know you, how do you know when, when maybe you're kind of getting out of balance with that a little bit? Because it, it becomes, it, it is, it is somehow, I know in my own life, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I can tell. You can tell, right? Yeah. I, I will say for me, I believe I can sense it just by my family. Like, you know, they will give me the heads up because as, as, especially as it relates to my learning center, I can really get in the zone when it comes to the learning center. I've gotten better with ministry and I'll I'll talk about ministry in a second, but the most recent thing is the learning center. If I'm starting to spend a little bit too much time, you know, doing some administrative things like behind the scene things, like when the children aren't here, my family will pull me in and and say, my kids really, you know, mommy, um, the center closes at seven. We, We need to have dinner together. I mean, my kids are on it. Um, And I'm grateful for that. And for everybody, it might be something different. It might be someone else in your life. But for me, it's my children. They help keep me in line. My husband, too. Um, They know when I'm starting to get out of the zone. So I guess they're they're my accountability. They're like, okay, mommy, it's time to come. Or my husband will call me and say, it's time to come home. Because I can literally, I love doing what I do. It's, it's, I enjoy it. And I want to make sure things are great for the kids. I have an amazing staff, but I can get in my zone in this learning center and just stay there. <laughs> and need to be called back out. So that's what I'm working on right now. I believe, I feel I've gotten much, much better in terms of ministry. For me, I, I really, what was, has been on my heart when I, when I first became a mom, one thing I wanted to make sure of is, okay, we're ministry leaders. I want to make sure that our children, first of all, love the Lord for themselves. Mm. And I want them to have a heart for ministry. I can't force that on them. But I, I want them to have a heart for it, whether they're called to it or not, specifically as in ministry leadership, I want them to love God and his people. And I want to make sure that I'm not doing anything and, you know, that we're not doing anything as parents to deter them from serving God themselves and loving the Lord. So, so I say all that to say ministry wise in terms of keeping balance, I, you know, in terms of the kids, if there is an event that's happening at the same time, like a, a school event or something they want to participate in that may be happening at the same time as a, as a ministry event. 
my husband and I will do everything we can to make sure that child participates um, in the school event because we want to send the message that your life doesn't stop. God is still here <laughs> for you. And we want you to have that holistic opportunity as a kid. Yes, you're, you're, you know, you're a, a preacher's kid, but you're a kid and we want you to go to that school play. We want you to be a part of that science club. We want you to play basketball. So never having the children feel like, well, I can't do it because I have ministry and they're eight. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. really just making sure that our kids have that balance, that we do fun things and, and that they, they enjoy ministry and as well as, as kids. So that for me, I wanted to make sure that I never was out of balance as far as my kids weren't out of balance, that they, that they were able to enjoy being kids. Mm, that is so good. I love that. That is so important. I'm glad that you mentioned that about our kids. Uh, you know, I'm an empty nester, but even, you know, when our daughter, you know, was still living at home and I was in ministry, it is so important. I didn't want to miss, you know, the, the orchestra concert and, you know, and for her to look out and nobody was there, you know, absolutely just just drop her off and, you know, Uh uh, or for her to not be able to participate in things, because like you said, they're kids. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and it's so easy. And I had just have a soft spot for, for preachers kids, because I feel like it's, it's really easy. They're in a position where it's easy for them to have a sour taste in their mouth for ministry, just because they see the backside. They see how people talk to their parents. They see their parents up at night. They can hear them praying and crying in the other room, you know, those kinds of things. So it's like, I want to do everything possible. Let them know that, you know, it's wonderful to serve God and you, and you have to have your own relationship and you can, you can have fun mm-hmm. and, and, and still serve the kingdom of God. Yeah, yeah, totally. And they're oftentimes, you know, they're sharing their parents, you know, especially like kids pastors. Absolutely. Um, you know, they're sharing their parents. That's it. That is completely it. And that's one of the reasons why you mentioned the boundaries, why it's so important. And, you know, I don't ever want my kids to ever feel like, where were you? I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why just keeping, keeping family and, you know, in, in um, as a priority. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, I want to sort of turn the corner here a little bit. Um, It's kind of a good segue into, you know, you've got these boundaries and you're doing what the Lord has called you to do, staying in your lane, knowing that this is the lane that he's called you to. I'm going to stay in it. And counting the cost means that I can't be available for everything. I can't say yes to all of the things. And, and so with that, sometimes misunderstanding comes. People don't necessarily understand why we say no or why I've chosen this or, you know, whatever the situation is, there's just it's just a part of life. It's a part of being in ministry. It's a part of being in leadership that there is misunderstanding, you know, from, from time to time and um, maybe some criticism. And, and so how do you handle that? Depending on the situation, if it's something where I've been invited somewhere and I, I, I hear the Lord saying that's, that's not your assignment. I, you know, respectfully decline. And if, you know, I just, and I, my, what I try not to do is to be 
like to over explain anything and not and not to just kind of give room for the Holy Spirit, not to do a lot of talking, just to respectfully decline. I'm, I'm you know, I apologize. I won't be able to make it. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, and just let the Holy Spirit handle the rest. Um, and, you know, sometimes people will understand over time, they'll get over it, you know, they'll be okay. But not to really, really over you know, overthink it as far as that that's concerned. Now, in terms of misunderstanding, I could use my podcast as an as a, as an example of that, because there are some people that feel like, well, why is she doing that? And what, you know, what good is God going to get out of her doing a podcast or that kind of thing, you know, in those cases, again, I don't defend myself. I just completely just continue, continue to obey and do what God has called me to do. And, and if I'm feeling, have hurt feelings, or I'm, I'm, you know, getting into one of those moments where I'm like, Lord, why, you know, why are they criticizing me? I just take it up with God. And, and I don't try to defend myself. I don't try to explain why I'm doing it and just, just keep moving forward and not be distracted by what, by what is, what I'm being, you know, what I'm hearing in the background. Mm. Oh, so good, man. You are unpacking so much wisdom here. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You know, as I'm listening to you, I'm reminded that we're responsible to people, but we're not responsible for them. And, and so, you know, it's, I think that there's even some freedom to be, to be had in that, we are going to have misunderstandings. Sometimes people aren't going to understand um, the different things that God is calling us to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that piece where you talked about, I don't defend myself. I want to, I want to just unpack that a little bit because that's <laughs> huge right there. I think that so often because we're nice people and we want to do our best to avoid conflict, we want to, you know, maintain relationships or, you know, all the things we're, we're trying to be good people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it can be easy to try to explain and, and, you know, try to, you know, kind of smooth things out velvety and smooth, you know, and all of that. <laughs> uh, and so talk about that a little bit, why that's so important to you that you, you just avoid getting into that, having to defend yourself. I, I believe just with my, my walk with the Lord over the years, I've just learned that when I am doing what God has asked me to do, I know that everybody's not going to understand. Some people are still fighting themselves that I'm a woman who preaches, <laughs> a woman who's preaching, <laughs> and a woman who's in leadership. With her, you know, so I, I've come to learn that if I just do what God asked me to do, eventually the ones that God wants to, you know, that he, whoever he wants to turn around, they will turn around. They will understand later. And I don't have to worry about that because I found that I was actually getting in God's way mm-hmm. by trying to smooth things over and explain. And, you know, it was causing a disruption in whatever it is that God was doing in that person's life. So perhaps that person who don't, doesn't believe that a woman should be preaching, should only be teaching children. Um, maybe, you know, God would have that person encounter me and then a few other people before they understood, you know, that God calls whoever he feels like. <laughs> um, and he's not checking with, with anyone to see if it's okay if, if this woman preaches, you know, so just trusting that at the right time, whoever God wants to he will open the eyes of those who are 
who are really seeking him uh, concerning life and concerning ministry and concerning anything. So just trusting it's uncomfortable. I'm not sitting here saying it's a comfortable thing to do. It is uncomfortable to know that someone is agonizing over a decision you made, or they don't understand you, or they've made some type of judgment about you and they don't. But the thing is that each of us have to understand is that's where you have to be clear on your relationship with God and have a clear, know his voice, know his voice very well. So that because you need that, you have to be able to know his voice. And so when you know, I heard God, I know I didn't call myself. I don't know anybody that would sign up for this life of being a ministry leader on purpose um, with so many other things without being called is what I'm saying. I feel like those of us who are called, we take the call knowing that God is going to be with us. Why would you ever accept the call? Not sure if God had your back or not. Yeah. So I think just, just, you know, Lord, I trust you with that. I've gotten in your way by trying to explain to people. Perhaps I've caused more confusion think, in, the, in the attempt to try to smooth things out and make it better. I've made it worse. So, Lord, yes, I'm, this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to ride through this, this, this discomfort and trust that eventually your, your perfect will is going to be done. But I have to obey regardless. I, I, and, and, and it's not up for discussion. I'm going to do what God told me. Yeah, that is so good. It's definitely an area that I personally have had to grow in. You know, it just didn't, you know, happen to me one morning. It was an area that I had to grow in to avoid just falling into that, having Mm -hmm. to always defend myself and to rest in who I am in Christ, that I'm secure in him. uh, And to, you know, when I begin to kind of feel like I'm beginning to own some of that misunderstanding or, and I can tell, you know, I'm aware when Mm -hmm. it's happening and to be able to apply the brakes and say, wait a minute, is this man or is this God, you know, whose voice here? And you said that so well, you, you know, to your point, what, what did God say? You, you know, God's voice. And, you know, Jesus said in John 10, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Uh, And so, man, it's so important to know who you're listening to. And Mm -hmm. I think that understanding also that we don't have to show up to every argument that That's that right. we're that we're invited to and right. and you know would you also agree that that in not doing that that you just maintain your peace you maintain your peace and you learn to recognize distractions the enemy will bring distractions any way he can and just learn to be able to recognize them and ask God to show you, Lord, help me to discern distractions, help me to, to see it for what it really is. And also not getting caught up on who the distraction carrier is because the enemy will use who's available. So yeah. that person, I have nothing against you. You know, you're just in a spot right now. Where the enemy is, is, is using you for the moment to be a distraction, but I'm, I'm not holding anything against you in my heart, but I know I'm, this is just a distraction sent to, you know, take me off course. Right. Yeah. And that discerning piece to be able to discern, um, you know, what is the motive behind this Mm -hmm. comment, this feedback? Are they seeking to better understand or is it just 
feedback, you know? Exactly. Um, and, and so that really can help filter. Is this something that I want to engage in conversation with? They're, they're mm-hmm. genuinely wanting to better understand. That's a conversation I can have. Absolutely. Um, so good. Oh, so good. All right. Just a couple of last questions here as I'm wrapping up. Speak to the woman today that is listening and feeling stuck in feeling purposeful in her life. You know, uh, we've we've just really are are coming out of I don't know if we're coming out or we're still in it or whatever, but these last 18 months have been hard. Yes, and um, you know, I've talked to so many women that just feel like I don't even know um what I'm doing in life, and mm. I feel like you know, um, I was just talking to someone yesterday and she was sharing with me some of the dreams in her heart. She just feels like they've gone dormant because of, mm. you know, other things in the world that have been heavy. And so speak to the woman listening today that, that would feel like that. I just, I don't know. I'm just wandering through life aimlessly. It feels like I used to feel purposeful. I don't so much anymore. What would you say to her? I would tell her that, you know, I feel like because of what's happened the past 18 months, that's understandable to feel that way. And I would say that, you know, it would only take a few steps to get you back to the place where you feel that you can understand that you still have purpose. Those dreams that are dormant can be reactivated. God hasn't changed his mind about any of the giftings that he's given you. He hasn't erased it off of his chalkboard in heaven. It's still there. You know, you're still on his heart, still on his mind, still on his voicemail, still on his text. You're still there. So really, when when I start to feel that way and have felt that way before, getting back with my father, getting just back with my creator, and this goes back to boundaries and setting a time. If you have to get up before your family gets up, You deserve that time, that 15, 20, 30 minutes where it's just you and your heavenly father and allow him to reactivate, allow him to awaken those dreams again, allow him to speak to you as his daughter, allow him to pour his love you, open up your scripture, open up your word, go back to that one, start with the one scripture that you love because you haven't been there in a while, but carve that time out, get it any way you can. If it's on the way back from the carpool, after you drop your child off and you have to turn, put it on, on the um, Bible app to listen to the scripture. If it's when you're in your shower, when you're heating the food up, if you have to put earbuds in while you're walking through the grocery store, find your time with your daddy. Find your time with your heavenly father and let him know, God, I'm back. I'm back here. I've been wandering, but I want you to reignite my purpose and, 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 and let him do it the way he wants. Because I know for me personally, the one thing that God is working with me on is I have a picture in my mind of how I, how I want it to look and how I want God to roll it out. (laughs) Let him roll it out the way he wants to. So if you are a writer or an artist, or if you have a dream to have a community center or whatever it is that God put in your heart, it might not be as graceful as you have imagined it. It might not be as as flow as beautifully. It might be kind of awkward and clunky (laughs) the way he does it, but just be open to however God brings the opportunity to you. Don't underestimate anyone that God puts in your path. You may uh, meet someone and think, well, what is this, you know, why is God bringing this person into my life where this is a person that God is going to help to catapult you into whatever God has called you to. So 
Tell God that you're, Lord, whoever it is you send to help me, whatever idea you have, whatever it is you need me to do, he may want you to sign up for an online course in writing. He might want you to take a business course at the community college. Whatever it is that he wants you to do to prepare for what he has, be open to it. Um, and, and set, like we talked before, set your boundaries. Have your time, because you need time with just you and him. But then eventually you're going to need time to to nurture that dream. You're going to need time. So you're going to have to start creating that space in your life where the things that are most important get cared for. And maybe some things that aren't as important. Maybe we're spending maybe too much time on Netflix, on YouTube. Maybe that time could be used of putting a business proposal together or researching how to do an LLC or a podcast. Whatever it is that God is calling you to do, you're going to have to create time in your life because we're saying, God, reignite the dream. Now you have to make room for that. Oh, man. Okay. So we could do a whole podcast on that episode (laughs) on that creating the room for it. Right. Yes. I mean, because he, if he's placed that on the inside of us, obviously he wants us to take actionable steps toward that, whatever that looks like, it looks different for everybody, but we need to make room for it in our lives. Oh, that is so good. I'm going to totally have you back and we're going to dive deep into that because that is so good. Oh man. All right. So I know that the listening community is going to want to connect with you after listening to you and just all of the wisdom and the value that you shared here. So uh, I'll add it to the show notes, but uh, where can people find you? Uh, uh, the website to the podcast uh, is circle 31 international women's ministry.org that's circle 31 international women's women's ministry.org on Facebook um, circle 31 international women's ministry is the Facebook page and then the our ministry page on Facebook is agape Charlotte um, we have a location in Charlotte and we have one in Liberia. Uh, so those are the places we can be found also on Instagram and Twitter. It's 31, circle 31 IWM. Okay, perfect. And then uh, your podcast is? Yeah, podcast is Circle 31 International Women's Ministry. So if we go to the uh, the, the website, circle31internationalwomensministry.org, that's where you can find all of the podcast episodes. Perfect. And ladies, I tell you, I know I said it at the top of our time here together. You want to follow that podcast. <laughs> you're welcome, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, ladies, Thank you are, you. you're welcome. You're going to appreciate uh, being, being steered that direction. It's thank really you. good. She's got some great guests on there. But thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. It's been such an honor to have you on the show and the value, the wisdom that you that you shared. So, so good. It's just been such a rich conversation. So deep. Uh, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Pastor Susan, for just inviting me. I've certainly enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate mm. it. Oh, well, ladies, thank you for tuning in again this week. We um, we just want you to know that you are fully seen. You are fully heard. You are fully known. And God has you on his radar today. And he could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. So have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. 
I read and respond to each and every one of them and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.